Welcome to Sleepy Hollow. Welcome to Sleepy Hollow Podcast, your unofficial podcast all about the Fox TV show Sleepy Hollow. I'm Sarah, and as always, I'm joined by Abby. Hello. Hello. Before we begin, if you would like to get into contact with us, you can do so at welcome to sleepy hollow at gmail.com. That's our email. If you want to get in contact on Twitter, that's at WTSH Podcast. And on Tumblr, we're welcome to sleepyhollow.tumblr.com with the number two, not the word. Abby, how's your week been? A lot better than past weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're not dying of recovery from New York. Comic-Con. No, I'm not dying of anything. I, yeah, or like over like overwork schedules and yeah, nothing. I'm I'm I can safely say that I'm pretty healthy this week, which is good. Woo! Excellent news. Okay, so, How about you? Um, I'm good. <laughs> Today was a bit meh because um, because I'm a new teacher and it's my first like proper job in a proper school. I'm not. I can't get away with. Oh, she's just learning. You know, I'm actually getting paid for it now. Uh, I had my first observation, so like a senior management person will come and sit in on a lesson and make sure I'm actually teaching them properly. So that was a bit stressful because I had to make sure everything was pretty much as good as I could get it but now that's over and we get off for a week for Halloween on Friday wait you get off for Halloween yep (laughs) okay okay jealous it's it's called half term so it's basically the break between September and December Oh, so it's like your mid. Okay, okay. So we just do things. You don't. You don't have Thanksgiving. I forgot. Yeah, that's it's sort of what, like yeah. our Thanksgiving okay. break. Okay, gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. I was like, since when did Halloween become the it thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and that starts on Friday, and my mom's coming to visit me on Friday, so I'm looking forward to seeing her because I haven't seen her since August, and. That's the longest I've ever been away from my parents. So that's weird. That's very weird. Really? Yeah. I've been away on like a two-week holiday before, but that was the longest I've ever been away. Wow. Are you liking it? Are you liking it? Uh, or not? Yes I'm guessing no. you're not. I, there's, like, <laughs> there's dishes in my kitchen that are about a week old. <laughs> and I'm not getting shouted at. So that's bliss. Oh, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I just, I like doing things in my own time. Yes, I gotcha. All right, so let's get, oh, before we get started in our episode five recap, we had a little bit of feedback on Twitter about something we talked about last week, okay? So Susie on Twitter wanted to know, because we were talking about how Abby was sort of, she always seemed to be talking people down in like a gunfight or an argument, and Susie wanted to know, do we think that might be because Abby, that was her role in the Mills family when everyone was still together? Did we discuss this on the last podcast? Um, I, I think I'm we touched, pretty sure we, we did. touched on it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she, she was the mediator. Was the, was the original question about whether or not we thought it was like part of her witnessy powers versus this being part of her role in the family? I think it was more about her role in the family. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think that Abby is exceptionally skilled at this. And the way that Ichabod is, like, sort of exceptionally skilled at, like, making monsters unintentionally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's sort of... It's hard to say whether or not we... <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard to say whether or not... Um, this is sort of Abby's role because the thing is like we've never actually seen 
Abby in her home life. Like, we don't know what that life was like before. We sort of had that vision of Andy and Corbin being her family. That's where she went. Um, and, I mean, I, su- I suppose, yeah, you could sort of see that a little bit in that purgatory flash. Um, but do I think, I mean, it could be, I think it could be an innate skill. I think it very well could just be a part of the way that they designed Abby, the way they wrote Abby as a character. Uh, Sometimes I don't, I don't, I mean, yes, everything comes from somewhere, but at the same time, sometimes I don't think that everything is directly linked to, uh, trauma all of our strengths aren't directly linked to our trauma sometimes they are and sometimes they are just our strengths um Ichabod is I mean Ichabod sort of is good at talking people down in his own way um he's very good at um making people feel empowered and passionate about things which I think is a skill um he got Abby to join him and he was sort of like the guy that everybody went to to rile people up um, about stopping these demons and stuff. So I think it works in the same way that, you know, maybe he's good at leveling people up and she's good at leveling people down. I'm not sure if that is linked to her family. We might see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now that I think about it, talking people down, it's interesting because um, Jenny seemed to have a, t- a closer relationship with her mother, a more positive relationship with her mother than Abby did. Um so it would seem more like that Abby would need to be the one who was talked down versus anybody else in the family, if that yeah, makes sense. That's a good um, point. We don't. We also don't know what the dynamic with her father was like. Mm-hmm. Um, what her what the di- what that dynamic was like. So I mean, she could have, but yeah, it's something that we're probably going to have to see. It might just be a part of her personality. Okay. Very fair point. All right. Um... Yeah, okay. So, let's move on to episode five. What was your initial thoughts? Good, bad, middle? Uh, you know what? Okay, so this is a crane-heavy episode. Um, crane and heavy. I always get... I got super iffy about those last season. Um, but you know what? I think that this was actually done a lot better. It was very soap opera um, in a fun sort of way, in a fun sort of ridiculous way, which is exciting. Um, it's nice to get some backstory on Ichabod, like other than I was at every Revolutionary War event. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. Get that. It was nice to get some. It was nice to get some backstory on Katrina. Whoa! Like this is like, I feel like the last like ten minutes were super exciting for me. Um, I think that obviously there was a really amazing it could be moment, <laughs> which is just like, oh my god, let me rip out my heart and hand it to you. You've already taken it anyways. Um, and. Jenny, I think my biggest, I think my, the weirdest part about this episode for me was that there was like, there was sort of a use of the ensemble, but sort of not the use of ensemble. And there's a character that I sort of feel like is becoming repetitive. And there's another character who I'm still not sure what they're supposed to be doing. And then there was Jenny. And then there was a character who I'm like super interested in knowing about, but I haven't heard about in like two episodes. Um, so it was like, yes, there's this mythos building going on here that's really, really exciting, and we're getting this backstory. But also, there's all this other stuff going on that is not being paid attention to at all. So um, overall, like, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm just eager to see what next week brings, I think, in, in terms of, like, what plots are we choosing to advance and which ones are we sitting on. No, I, I thought it, I thought it was a good episode. Again, hard to compare it to the first three because it was such a strong opener, but definitely much better than last week's. Oh yeah, hands. I, I it was better form. Yeah. Um, it was um, the right way to do a procedural mm-hmm. episode. I feel like last week was a little stale, and I think part of that was because again the ensemble. We got to see more people. There was more action going on because more people's storylines were being paid attention to. Um, so I think that it has a lot to do with how excited we get about episodes. Um, I'm wondering if the Pied Piper is going to become like 105, like the 105 of season two, <laughs> where everybody was sort of like meh. <laughs> and there was like, there was some good stuff, but mostly people were like meh. Could have yeah. passed. 
Definitely. It's sort of the one you can skip on a marathon. Like if you're going to go back yeah. the whole season, you go, I don't need to watch that one. <laughs> so our episode opened with Caroline. Now we saw her very, very briefly in series one. Because I remember commenting at the time that I had seen the actress. She was in a web series, a web dramatization of a modern Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. called the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. And I, so I, I recognized the actress. So I was glad to see her back. Um, um, we find out why Ichabod has had his colonial clothes changed. Because um, I'd noticed his costuming had changed. Yes! <laughs> and, that was really fun. I was like, I was kind of like, what does Ichabod do in his free time? Is, does he just like sit around and grump about being in the 21st century or does he actually do things? We found out he does things. He goes to reenactments where he feels at home. Which <laughs> just is like, so nice. Home. Yeah, it's hilariously adorable. I think that, you know, that it's sort of like, oh, he goes to reenactments. But it's also like, this is where he most feels at home, you know? And so it it gives him that sense of comfort that he's lacking in the modern world. It's I, I really liked it. and I like the actress. And I'm sorry we didn't get to see very much of her. Because she seemed to be very much yeah. a disposable character. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Huh. How do I put this? I I did really. I really liked her. Um. And I thought that it was really nice that Ichabod could have had a friend. Um. But this isn't the first time we sort of like touched on the show has touched on the fact that they only have each other. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not the first time he said it either. Um. And there was also this sort of like trend of the show in women. And, like, putting women in peril and killing women. And I sort of want that trend to stop. Um, It's a nasty habit to get into. And, like, I understand that you need to have lives in peril, but, like, throw some men in there. It's okay. Like, we'll be good if men die. It's okay. They can die, too. Promise. Particularly because they keep adding males to the cast. But we only got one female so far added to the cast. On top of, like, three new males um, who were added. Um, I don't know. We might we can talk about this at the end, the news of the new, uh, I guess, guest character. It might be recurring, not sure. Um, but, yeah, I just, I really liked her, and I was really salty that she died. And I was like, oh, there goes another lady. <sighs> yeah, they're, they're, uh, so, they're so good on so many other aspects of diversity. You'd think they'd snag the the women one as well but mm, yeah it's a habit of the genre it's sort of the habit of the genre like i understand why it keeps happening but like i'd also like for it to stop happening (laughs) like because yeah it can easily just stop happening just make it a guy that's all you have to do yeah it's it's on it's unfortunate that sort of culture has ingrained in us that that women in peril is somehow more entertaining is the wrong word but it captures our attention more than men in peril but it's it's a it's a trope that you know needs to be changed i think i i I would agree yeah okay although that's the, (laughs) the that scene give us quite a funny line i just i had to stop it because i was laughing i couldn't hear what was happening it was whenever um caroline called uh abby mrs crane and she went mrs who now oh my god (laughs) okay okay so like i've had (laughs) that was funny i've had like two i've had i see people have two opposite reactions to this the first being don't call abby mrs crane call ichabod mr mills and then i've i've had the opposite of um that name sounds perfect. Like, it's, like, it's it, the fandom is so, like, all over the place and, like, in terms of, like, what it wants that it was, like, the scene, I was, like, I know what the writers were going for, but I don't, I'm not entirely sure. Like, it was funny. Like, don't get me wrong. It was hilarious. Like, when it happened, I was, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, these sneaky little snaky writers. Um, <laughs> But, like, I don't know if everybody thought it was as funny as some of us did. 
Um, I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was great, and also the fact that like. Okay, we'll talk about it when it comes. I don't want this to sound bitter. This might sound bitter, too. Maybe I won't say that. Maybe I'll pass. (laughs) Yeah, um, it was fun. Okay. Uh, The next scene, we got our first, our very, well, what I think is our first. Maybe the other times haven't been very memorable, but Katrina Magic. Have we seen Katrina Magic before? No, we haven't seen Katrina I love when you're like, I don't know if we've seen it. It wasn't very memorable. No, we haven't. The most we saw of Katrina's magic, and I've been keeping tabs. Like, this is my thing about Katrina, is we saw her disappear when all the witches came around. Mm -hmm. Um, We know that she put Igabod in the ground, but we sort of didn't even, like, technically see that magic. Um, We saw her try to spin a twig. And let me see if I can go back. Any farther? Anything we have seen of her has been in flashback. We haven't seen anything. Yeah, and and yeah, and the enchanting of the doll, or or it's either been in flashback or it's been off screen. Yeah, like we haven't actually seen the magic. Um, and this was we got to see the magic. We got to see the magic, and it wasn't it wasn't that impressive. It was kind of a the the crow listened to her the the second time she asked. We learn, though, that that's because Henry's put a, a spell on the house. However, I just, it made me laugh. It makes me laugh every time they put the word powerful before witch in this show. Because stop <laughs> saying it and show us. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Her. Um, they sort of kind of do later, um, yeah. which is which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, this scene, it was weird because it was like, I, when it first happened, I thought, oh, she's still getting used to her powers, right? She's, she's brand new and she's just out. And so she needs to do it a couple times, but then there's this whole enchantment thing on a house. So I'm wondering if that's like the scapegoat, <laughs> like Henry had this enchantment going on and it sort of followed him. And so it's made it harder for Katrina. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what they're trying to do, but Yeah. At one point, she was not so super powerful. And then at another point in the episode, she was kind of super powerful. So, Yeah, and I reckon that was because she was away from the house. Yes. I'm going to hope that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Sleepy Hollow Riders. <sighs> right, moving on. We, um, so Abby and Ichabod pick up the trail of this myth called the was it is it the weeping or the wailing i didn't really pay attention i think it's the weeping the weeping but okay. she does say and she wails so <laughs> that doesn't w- really matter the ww <laughs> the woman that does the weeping or the wailing and yeah they end up at the library where we run into our favorite not <laughs> favorite character we run into holly again are we any warmer um, no, it's worse. It's worse, and it's not. It's like I'm actively trying to like him. Like, <laughs> like I'm active. It's an active thing that's happening. I just I don't know what he's doing. Like, literally, again, he was here, right? And he was like, he was like buttering up to Abby, and that was like two minutes. And then he comes. Then we come back, and we get a crossbow from him. Which, again, is a thing that I feel like Jenny could have done. Um, just for him to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to fight anymore because I saved your life and I gave you mouth to mouth. Like, okay, so you're not going to fight? Like, are you helping? Are you not helping? Um, are you just in? Like, what is going on? And then he comes back later and we see that. I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but not warmer, just like more and more used. And I don't want this to be like, I hate Nick Hawley, but like, I need Nick to do something (laughs) other than like, say that he's going to fight and then not fight. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm sort of in this weird limbo with him of what are you doing? Why are you here? Yeah. Why are you here? What is your purpose? Do you have a purpose? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, we'll probably talk about it later. I there it sort of became clear at the end of the episode, but I was like, mm. <laughs> right. 
so we did. We, <laughs> I don't know if I like your purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Just making noises of disapproval. Um, we he, he does have kind of a use. Yep. To be fair, <laughs> if if he hadn't been there in the library, we probably wouldn't have one of our witnesses. Because I don't think Ichabod knows the concept of resuscitation. Because he just kind of went, no, she's drowned! No! <laughs> okay, first of all, that scene was, oh my god. I was just like, oh my god. He saved her and he's cradling her and like, I can't. <laughs> like, I can't deal with this right now. Like, I was so ready to check out. He was like, my Abby, my Abby. And I was like, you're Abby, you're Abby. Um... Yes, he doesn't know how to do mouth to mouth, which I was I was expecting him to be like I was expecting that to be like a writer on the sly thing. You know, like the Mrs. Green thing. I was expecting that. And they didn't do that. They inserted Nick. But like here's the thing. Somebody else could have come over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like very easily. Um, it could have been a bystander. Or I don't know, if Jenny was with them, Jenny could have done it. That's very um, true. It's it's yes i'm super glad that nick holly was there to give abby mouth to mouth (laughs) and then make jokes about it later um but i I, yeah i'm just i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping that there's a i don't know if you've seen the the previews like the montage preview for what's coming up on the season um but tiny spoiler uh he is in like the room that they had headless in like the a-team room and so i'm kind of like okay if he's a-team what is he bringing like yeah it gets me excited because i'm i'm like oh now he has a purpose like clearly they invited him in so he's he's doing something right and that's good like i don't like screen time eaters um but at the same time i'm like what has he done to like get himself in that room yeah. If that makes sense, what 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 part of the team, what gap in the team's knowledge or skills is he filling? Yes, exactly. Like, if he has like some sort of like ultimate role, if he has like a like a skill or something that other people don't have, I feel like he's filling a hole that's being made by the writers, and it's a hole that's being made that doesn't have to be made. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the explicitly dug for him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we want to insert this person in here. So let's dig this hole and then stick him in it, you know? Um, But I'm eager. I'm excited to see where he goes. Uh, But yeah, that moment I was like, yay, Nick saved her. And then I was like, he was gone again. (laughs) Yeah. Do we think it was maybe a writer's plot to sort of, because my immediate reaction was that, Ichabod was going to start performing mouth to mouth and that we were going to get this huge big explosive moment in the fandom that would have broken Twitter and the internet Tumblr yeah it would have broke the internet I, that's what I was thinking too and I think the show was like nah 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 too far <laughs> like, and I was trying to think realistically if if anyone from Igabod's time would know how to... I feel like they would have. Like, they would have had some kind of way of, like, reviving somebody who was in the water. You know what I mean? Like, and was close to, like, drowning. Um, but I couldn't actually... I didn't take any time to look it up. But I I felt like they should have. Like, it... it I don't know. Maybe they didn't. It's one to look up for, <laughs> for next time, maybe. To see if that, if that was a thing, or if Ichabod's just a little bit useless at life-saving skills. Maybe <laughs> he needs to take a, a CPR class. Oh, God. <laughs> they should just do a web series of Ichabod learning new things. That <laughs> That's essentially what they should do. That would be amazing. Because <laughs> it wouldn't take them that long to film, and they could do it in the off-season. Right, exactly. If you're listening, that's a thing we want you to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so our weeping woman was our sort of quote-unquote monster of the week. 
What do we think about her and her backstory, the backstory of Mary, our betrothed or promised to Ichabod? Um, <laughs> drama! <laughs> it's, one, I'll say, like, in terms of the larger plot, I love that. I love when they, like, tie in the bigger monsters directly to our characters. And they tend to do this a lot with Igabod. Like, I keep sort of seeing people like, is there anybody's life that Igabod Crane does not ruin? Um, <laughs> which is, you know, I mean, it's both hilarious, but it's also something that I would really like to see. Like, how he's dealing with. Because it's tr- it's sort of true. The things that we find out in this episode, it's just like, anything he touches, like, wilts. Um, and I know that that has... You know, where Abby's, like, saving lives, like, he's taking them. And, like, that must really suck. And and, and how is that sort of weighing on his mind? Um, I really liked, I liked that connection that they had. I liked knowing that Ichabod um, stepped out a little bit. He stepped out. Katrina didn't just step out. Ichabod stepped out a little bit, too. Um I like that she was the green-eyed monster, like, jealousy. I really thought that was very cool. I loved the effects. I absolutely loved the effects for this monster. Um, And (laughs) uh, I think that sort of the lore and how they they turned it a little bit to meet Sleepy Hollow's needs was really cool, and I really liked how they tied it in ultimately with Katrina and then... Ichabod and Katrina's relationship. I, I really, really like this week's monster a lot. It was very clever and it's very, very believable because almost all cultures have a sort of weeping woman lore. So it's really easy yeah. to to build that in and work on it. And like you said, adding in the, the green-eyed monster and the jealousy thing was a very nice touch. I, I also liked what she did the, with the drowning because that, that's one of my biggest fears is drowning. So that was sort of very, oh, I don't like this. But it's kind of interesting to watch. It grips me because I'm terrified of water. (laughs) Oh, water can be scary sometimes, no doubt. Yeah. Before we move on, I'm just wondering, how did Abby explain to the paramedics how she'd nearly drowned in a library? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> <Blah hole. laughs> wide gaping you know there was a lot of things that abby was doing in this scene that i was like this seems really out of character the fact that she walked up on the monster pulled her gun and then was like put your hands up this is the same girl and i mentioned this in my review this is the same girl that would not go into the haunted house by herself yeah do you know what I mean? I was sort of like, that seems really inconsistent. Um, yeah, then it, there was <laughs> the library scene was weird. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't, I <sighs> plot holes, plot holes, character holes, plot holes. It's a thing that happens on this show. <laughs> but we, we, we'll forgive it because the, the ones that it does happen, they're, they're just kind of. Yeah, they're big plot holes, but they're big plot holes where we just kind of go, yeah, okay, and move on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll come back. I know there's somebody out there that's taking a tally. (laughs) Like, I know there's other taking tallies. And they will come out of the woodwork, and they will remind us about all the plot holes, and we will go, yes, yes, there are a lot, a lot of plot holes. Um, And this will be one of them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's serve the purpose of the scene that is a glaring that is a rather glaring bottle <laughs> hello madam you've just drowned in the library how did you manage that shoulder shrug <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly oh dear so we we learned that the weeping woman is the resurrected soul of uh, Ichabod's ex she, well, she wasn't fiance. I don't think they'd gotten that far, but um, her, his ex thing, his ex, <laughs> uh, and he's she's been resurrected. They were promised each other. Promised, yes, promised. Um, and 
this then ties back to the scene in the beginning where Henry goes looking for one of um, his mother's sins. He opens up her a box of things. I think it's 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 quite. Te- I don't know if he's keeping her things because it's his mother, or if he's keeping her things so that he can do something like that, so he can use them against her. Do you think it's one or the other, or might it be a combination? I think of it's both. both. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. Um, it, I I'm not sure. <laughs> I have some opinions on Henry this episode, but I'm not sure where they're exactly going. So I my opinion right now is that it's that it's definitely going to be both because I it feels like they're leaving their options open for Katrina to go a little dark and for Henry to be a little redeemed. Um, and and that will come from their bond. Um, and whether it can be reforged, so. Yeah, and we then learn, after a bit of a confrontation with the the weeping woman, that uh, Katrina has lied yet again about something <laughs> to do with Ichabod. And she, she's getting a lot of black name, black marks against her name, sort of. The tally mark is counting up. Yeah. Um, some of the past lies, like you're a witness, um, like I can understand that. Like you don't just spring that on somebody. Yeah. Hiding a baby. No, not cool. I think her motivations for why she was lying became excruciatingly clear this episode. She literally says it like witness. That was your job. She's like a spy. She's literally like a spy. Like this was my job to infiltrate your life and to make sure that you did what you were supposed to do. And oops, I fell in love. And that's sort of like its own story. And I think that's sort of cool that they spend time to be like, oh, this is who she was. This is her goal. But it looks super shady, right? And it's it's really hard for Ichabod to, like, handle. I think that this lie in particular, though, outside of the other ones, I know some people might disagree with me on that. They might think that all the lies are terrible. But I feel like how she lied about this, the way she tried to cover this one up, um... Really the girl couldn't even get a proper burial. I just want to be like, this woman could not even be properly buried. Um, and somebody who cared about her could not even say goodbye properly because she refused to tell the truth. And it wasn't because she was going to go to jail. It wasn't because she thought Ichabod might turn against her and blame her. You know, it was because of the job. <laughs> like, and, and I talk about Abby being very dedicated to her witnessing duties, but I think this is a step too far. Um, and I don't want to be like Katrina, but like also, I feel like if Igabod and Katrina could just join together and put their their overpassionate and underpassionate views about witnessing together, that they would be the right amount of witness. <laughs> You know, like, right amount of dedicated witness. But you have Ichabod, who's like, Katrina, Katrina, Katrina. And then you have Katrina, who's like, the world, the world, the world. And, like, they're both doing things that are extremely dangerous and just not cool. You know? And you're like, there is a middle ground, guys. There is an in-between here. Um, yeah, I was, a, I was a bit alarmed by Katrina's secret. And, I, and for the first time, I actually, I sided with Ichabod's anger about this um i just i didn't think that i mean i know it's the world i get it and their people are gonna die and like abby has said this before but there was there's just like a morality thing going on here that a line that was crossed that i just couldn't be entirely comfortable with or explain away so yeah it's just so dodgy i mean i had it was dodgy to start with and then you sort of you pointed out that she didn't get a burial. She didn't get, you know, her family didn't get to know that she had died. It's just, uh, uh. yeah. <laughs> I also super like that. Like her last ounce of energy, Mary's last energy was like used to point at Katrina. Like she was like, if I'm dying, coming with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am bringing you down with me. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was super dramatic, was it not? It was very sort of soap opery, but in a yeah, not bad way. 
Yeah, I know, in a really great way. Sometimes soap opera dramatics can be fun. Um, and this is just sort of like a <gasps> moment, you know, where you're just like, oh, man, should I step outside? Because this is super awkward and this seems super personal. Um, <laughs> I, just, I love Tom's acting. His sort of angry, hurt face is just brilliant. And, yeah, I got, I really got behind him. Because sometimes yeah. their, their spats can get quite silly and trivial, but no, I totally agree that this was something to be cross about. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it opens the door, I think, for, with Katrina and Ichabod in a bad place with each other, it kind of opens the door for Katrina and Abraham to do whatever weird, disgusting <laughs> thing oh, that the God. writers have planned this is so I swear to you like I was absolutely in love with this scene because like you have this entire fallout right and there's this it's just like borderline twin peaksy like dramatics um you have this big moment right where Katrina's like she begrudgingly admits what she's done and she's and I'm pretty much sure like she had the attitude of I do it again you know like there was no remorse like I'm sorry this girl died, but this was for the greater cause. So you have that aspect of it. And then you have that weird let's go home thing, which was like really uncomfortable. Probably the most uncomfortable moment for me in that scene was like her telling him that. And think about like looking at this headless man and being like, who the hell is she talking to? And like, what is happening here? Like this, it was literally that moment of, I don't even know who my wife is anymore. Like, Or did I ever know who my wife was? Um, This is a big moment for him. And you have that. And it's just sort of like, it it becomes really weird and like wild and creepy. And like, yeah, it's very, I hope, I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know if I I can do, if they open that door, if they open that door for Katrina and Abraham, like, do we come back from that? Like, it, is it like, will Ichabod still love her? Like, if once you cross that line, can you come back? Do you think the show can come back and bring them back together? Or once she crosses that line, is that it? Oh, I don't know. I think if they do go there, it's going to be very slight. It, I, I, I think, I don't know what I think. Um, <laughs> I think maybe she might... Katrina might give in, but only for a moment, and then go, no, 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 I can't do this. But then again, how how big of a pretense does she want to build around herself? And if she goes down a road of, right, I'm going to make this really believable, I'm going to make Abraham really believe that I'm here by my own choice, when does that pretend become actual when does she start getting the lines blurred between when what she believes she's in control of and what she's actually doing because she wants to do i don't i don't know if it could come back if she went down that road i don't know (laughs) i feel like we're talking about general hospital (laughs) (laughs) um i and 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 the thing is it's funny now but like prayer circle that it doesn't go to that back and forth thing um because that love triangles can really eat screen time as someone who was literally watched love triangles destroy shows and then like have shows be like freed from love triangles and being like wow this is your true potential like i don't want this thing to consume any more time than it does right that's not something that i want i'm sure it's not something that you want either um but at the same time it's oddly linked to katrina's development like (laughs) this is how katrina develops and we've been asking for her to develop um i'll be interested in seeing if that whole scene let leads to less ichabod katrina screen time and more Katrina Abraham screen time. Um, because that's what we've gotten more of this season. Yeah. Um, and I feel like 
Katrina as a character would benefit from that continued pattern. Yes. Right. It, it might harm her and it might ultimately harm the larger story if we keep trying to bring them back together. Um, at some point it will because, you know, angry dude bros. But for right now, I think we're good. Keep them separate and we'll, and we shouldn't have any of the dramatic love triangle eating plot time issues that we've had. I've had with other shows. Yeah, I, I, I definitely I think Katrina and Ichabod are endgame. Uh, but I don't know if how comfortable I would feel with them being endgame if they did go down like an actual Katrina and Abraham as a thing storyline. I like that you said endgame because I this was literally the episode where I went, I have no idea what they're doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like, okay, so this sort of changes a lot of things. Um... I, <sighs> man that's so it's exciting to not be sure of what's going to happen going forward and in a sense sometimes that can be very anxiety inducing but i'm very excited right now to see what this does for ichabod and katrina's bond for ichabod and abby's bond because this is really the first time that he's he preaches some good words but he does not always practice what he preaches and I feel like this is sort of that moment where we were like, is he changing? Is he developing? Um, <clears throat> and what does this one move, how does this change the way everybody else plays? You know, because this does affect Henry. It does affect Abby. It doesn't just affect Igavon. It affects Abraham. It affects Moloch and his plans. Like, this is a huge thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think um, I think either Ichabod and Katrina are endgame or Katrina will die at some point not this series but maybe season 3 or if we get it season 4 I, th- I think if they don't get if she does go down that route with Abraham then maybe she could end up dying for the good guys <gasps> but didn't you hear the end of the episode though? I, that she's meant to be working for the dark side? That she's supposed to be the third horseman. Oh, no, but what was... They said something about her being, like, a shard? A vessel. A vessel. A vessel. She's supposed to be the third vessel. That's why Mog was, like, was, like, verbally abusing Henry. And because he was, physically. like... Yeah, okay, yes, <laughs> that was like not okay. I was like, this is the dad that you want, really, Henry? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the dad that you choose. Well done. You have great taste. Congrats. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he was, he was verbally and physically abusing Henry. And, and the thing was like, it was because Henry unleashed something that tried to kill Katrina. And that, that spell that Ichabod kept dreaming about earlier in the season was an option for making her a vessel. Yeah. And I went, I mean, at least that's what I discerned. Like, that is what he was saying. Like, she is my third vessel. She's supposed to be working for us. Um, which makes me a little nervous about Frank, too. Um, because he's forced? sort of being... Yeah, because he's being sort of used as a vessel right now. And I'm like, I don't know if I like, I mean, then again, then again, Andy was a vessel and he wasn't a horseman. That's true. So, I mean, it could, but my assumption, that was sort of where I went. Like, she's going to be, they want her to be one of the big ones, which is just super, again, super awkward for Ichabod. Like, he's three, three. Well done, sir. (laughs) Like, Like, Literally just gave us three horsemen of the apocalypse. Congrats. Everything you um, touch has turned to shit. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 But that was, yeah, that Henry scene too was, what did you think about that scene? I, oh, I don't know. I, I don't want to feel sorry for him. I don't want them to make him, I kind of agree with what you said earlier on whenever we talked about the San Diego Comic-Con stuff. I kind of, I don't want him to be redeemed because he makes such a good baddie. Yeah. 
Um, I felt like this episode actually regressed on him a little bit. Like he, I, I think I called him a a bitter baby troll. Like <laughs> because it, I was talking to one of my friends about this, and and we were discussing like how much you can hate or fear, uh, feel anger towards a parent for feeling abandoned and like as someone who grew up in a single parent household who literally like knows from experience what it's like to have a, pa- a parent abandon you like the bitterness that he feels I mean I can partially understand it for Katrina because he had developed the relations kind of a little bit maybe mm-hmm. there was there's that mother son attachment thing but like he lit Ichabod was dead like, when she had him, Ichabod was dead. His father was dead. He's super bitter at a man who literally would not have been in his life even if Katrina kept him. And so he keeps seeing him try to, like, sabotage both of them over and over again. And it's and it's not the Henry that I fell in love with in the finale. It's the bitter baby troll. And I'm like, this is one... <clears throat> It's starting to look redundant like Ichabod's anger did in season one. Like, you need to find something else, or you need to expand on it and develop it. Um, which I think this was sort of leading into. I think they are going to try to redeem him. But two, like, he's so much better when he's not redeemable. Like, he's just a more interesting character, and he's a more dynamic character. This whole, like, should I feel bad? No, I'm not going to feel bad for him. Like, I want people to think about all the lives that he's potentially destroyed and killed in the name of Moloch. Like, why should I feel sorry for a guy who's done that? Because he was bitter his parents were in his life. Like, that in no way justifies any of the evil that he's done or is trying to do. So this idea that I should suddenly, I should, I should cast out Katrina for what she did, which was shady, but was ultimately for the cause of good, right? Meanwhile, Henry's feelings are hurt and I should feel bad for him. Like, I, don't do that, show. <laughs> like, don't do that. Don't go because, down that road. Don't. Yeah, it's just going to make me bitter because I feel because <laughs> I just I feel like there are so many other things that we could spend time on. We already have a bitter. There's so much bitter parenting, like parent child relationships going on in this show. It's it's sort of ridiculous. Um, we're it's sort of saturated there. Um, that I feel like we have it from so many other places. We still haven't touched on Ichabod and his relationship with his father. You know, we haven't explored that any further, um, which I thought was going to be very interesting. Um, we are going to be exploring Abby's relationship with her mother, and then we're going to also explore it from Jenny's perspective. Uh, I just. I don't know. We've got the Katrina and Henry thing that might be blossoming between them. I, I, I want Henry to stop being so bitter. And I want him to, like, be the evil man that we saw in the season one finale. I want him to live up to his expectations. <laughs> like, I want Ichabod to always live up to his and for Abby to live up to hers. And um, I, I just don't want them to do that thing where they make him sympathetic because I don't really think he deserves sympathy. I agree. No sympathy for you, Henry. No sympathy for you. Uh, so the last scene we could probably talk about is our little interaction between Holly and Jenny. Uh, I, whenever the scene started, I thought for some strange reason that they were going to make Jenny all sort of gooey and mushy and that she like piney I don't know why I was just like why why are you after following this guy like I kind of felt like she was being a lustic puppy and then of course she snapped out of it and was like no I'm totally in control and I thought it was quite good yeah you yes first of all Jane with her hair down hello um then we had sort of like it's interesting because we haven't ever had the opportunity of seeing Jenny in this way. This is a new she's sort of been the tough girl, like disconnected, 
this isn't a thing. It, it adds a new layer to her, a new facet to her, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I just... It, I think I would feel... You know what I think it is? You know what I think it is? I think that my Nick Holly issue is that I know what's coming, and I'm dreading it. And I'm... Dr- I'm trying to talk myself out of the love triangle that's happening that never really needs to happen. Um, I feel like if we, there were lines that Nick said uh, during last night's episode that I was like, oh yeah, Luke would have said that, you know? And, and I felt like th- he's doing things in terms of the antagonism between him and Ichabod that Luke was already doing. And so I feel like it would have been cool to have Nick here um, if Luke was there to sort of like balance it out so that we didn't have to do this weird thing where two sisters were fighting for one guy who I I really am not that impressed by. Um, uh, So... I like Jenny in the scene. I liked getting an idea. They hinted at it earlier in the season that, yes, there might have been a thing. I was very excited for Jenny to have a thing, but I do not want to see Jenny get jealous over her sister. Like, I I just really, why are women fighting over men on this show? Like, the women are, like, creating Ursula orbs and taking out monsters with shotguns single-handedly. Like, I don't understand... Why are men having harems? Why are women not having harems? Like, (laughs) this is a thing that I'm not understanding. Um, And I I just, oh, God, please, please don't. Girls fighting each other over boys. Like, it's just not here for it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to sound terrible and bitter and mean about this, but I just... I don't think it's necessary. I hope Abby's like, nah, son, not interested. And like, we can move on. And I hope Nick doesn't do that. I'm going to still pine after you anyways, even though your sister likes me. Like, I just I really don't want that. Oh, I don't think. I don't know. Abby's do you feel differently about it? I don't think Abby's interested. I don't get interested vibes. I mean, whenever they're in the library, I don't think, I think she had this attitude of, please go away. Please go away. Please go away. <laughs> and I hope that continues. Please I do. I did. You, you know, well, I, I sensed that too. Like, because Nick was all like, I gave you mouth to mouth. But she was like, yeah, whatever. Crane, we're here. We're alive. And I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, she paid him literally no mind. And I'm cool with that. Like, I'm cool with that. But I just, I don't want to see... I don't want to see the green-eyed monster. I mean, like, over their mom, okay? Like, over being, over being like, the chosen one, okay. Like, that I can see. But over, like, scruffy, snarky pirate boy? <laughs> I just, even if it wasn't pirate boy, any boy, them fighting over, I would, no, no, like, you are like the the world saving sisters. Like, please, please, do not do that. <laughs> oh, don't 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 fight over Holly. Just just don't listen to us, Mill sisters. No, don't do the please thing. Please don't don't do the thing. <sighs> so, anything else about the episode five that you want to talk about, or do you think we've hit on everything? Um, can we just talk about some funny things that happened in the episode first? What did you think? (laughs) The opening, the opening with the the two teenagers in the car. I was astounded by the fact that they actually did what they're supposed to do. And they ran immediately. Yes. Like they, they weren't like, let's get out of the car. Let's check it out. Like, let me turn my lights on. Like, no, no. They backed the hell up and got the fuck out. Like, and I was like, God bless. You got some good head on your shoulders because everybody else would be like, oh, let's check it out. What is it? I'm like, no, son. Bye. <laughs> like, something just flew across my windshield and looked like a like a ghost. Like, uh-uh, bye. I don't know. Did you think, did you find that moment as hilarious as I did? 
I, or was it just scary to you? I I don't I don't remember. I just sort of I think it was amusing, but I don't think I thought about it in that detail about you know how normally people go, "Ooh, let's go and check it out." In the sort of opening to a scary movie, well, clearly you're going to die. It's it. Well, you know, in scary movies, you can tell who's going to die because it's the stupidest people. And oh, oh, there's like an order. Like obviously, there's the running gag of black people die. Yes. Um, which community? Which community? And Sleepy Hollow have both trumped. <laughs> But, like, there's also the thing, like, if you make out, if you're getting it on. Yeah. Like. You die. Um, if you're a smoker, like, if you if you smoke illegal drugs or cigarettes and you take a smoke break, you're going to die. Don't do it. Don't leave the group. <laughs> Don't do it. If you hear a noise outside your tent and, and you're the person who wants to look outside, you're going to die. Like, there's, like, there's a set. There's, like, rules. And, like, they they avoided it. All together, and I thought that was. I was like, "This is why you're still here." Congrats on your intelligence. Yeah. Um, Another funny thing I find was Ichabod's facial expressions around Holly are amazing. This is exactly what I was asking for between Ichabod and Luke. This was what I was asking for because it was there from the get, and I was like, "Let's play on it. Like, let's do the thing." Where they both like bristle at each other's presence. The the I feel like the main difference. I mean, actually, you know what? Nick just feels like a Luke replacement because while Luke wasn't in the loop about any sort of supernatural stuff, mm-hmm. Nick doesn't be, didn't believe in any of it. Right? He made that whole comparison of the the Christmas trees and the salesman. Yeah. You know, and so I feel like that's literally what Nick sort of feels like, and I. And I love that. I love that sort of antagonism, you know, like <laughs> where people try to one up each other. I think it's so much fun to watch. Like it's horrible in real life. It's a horrible thing in real life. If you've ever had this sort of relationship with anybody, it's horrible in real life. <laughs> On screen, though, it's hilarious and entertaining <laughs> and exciting. Um, and and that sort of what what they're playing off of. But I just always I just love that Abby always chooses Crane. Oh yeah. yes. yes. Good girl. Good girl. <laughs> yes, yes. Um I, I do. I think Tom Tom has fantastic facial expressions. Like both him and Nicole, they have great faces, but they do face differently. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like Nicole is very good at the vulnerable stuff and Tom is very good at like the bold stuff, like the strong, the stronger emotions. And Nicole's very good at the softer ones and um, the nuance of those. I really love, speaking of Tom's facial expressions, like, I, you know I don't like angry Ichabod. Um, like raging Ichabod. I'm not a fan of raging Ichabod. But that scene when he got to the, to the crime scene and you just see how flustered he is and, and, how hurt and how responsible he feels and how out of control that he feels. And this moment is of him like shouting and screaming and chopping things down. It is an Igabod who literally feels like there is a wrong that has been done and it is his job to write it, you know? And I, oh man, I love morally driven Igabod. I, I love that when, like, we can make jokes about him being a gentleman. But, like, at the same time, he very much, it's not just a thing of the times. It is this thing that is innate in him. Yeah. Uh, and it's so, I loved that. I mean, I hated that she died. I really, really did. I was like, let's not do that. Um, and I really liked her. <laughs> I was like, oh, Icky has a friend. <laughs> but, you know, that... His soft, tortured, oh, that's what we'll call it, soft, tortured, is so, uh, it's, com- it's so compelling. I love it. I, I think um, Nicole was also really good. I agree totally with the soft emotions. Like, whenever they were in the bar, sort of having the, yeah. I don't know if you call it the wake or the, the remembrance or the... Yeah, for, and she's over and she looked at him. And she just had this sort of, yeah, her face was just 
she felt so broken and empty for him. And just she felt so sorry, and it was just so beautiful. And oh, <laughs> sometimes this show I can't do it. <laughs> There are literal times where I have to pause when I'm watching because either I'm laughing so hard or I'm just like, you just ripped my heart out. Let me just stop. <laughs> I have to pause sometimes from uh, secondhand uh, embarrassment. <laughs> I can't do secondhand embarrassment. I can't. I just, I just can't. <clears throat> it's why I can't watch like comedies. Slash, yeah, yeah. Comedies. Because I just can't handle secondhand embarrassment, and occasionally there'll be funny sections like Ichabod getting something wrong or confused, and I'm just like, nope, nope, can't, can't, can't. <laughs> yeah, you know the thing is with Ichabod is I don't actually get embarrassed for him. I find it quite endearing. Um, I, normally I would be like, oh wow, this is super awkward, but I think it's literally that I know he's super smart, right? Mm-hmm. He's just way out of his element. You know, I, there are different, we've talked about this, there are different kinds of intelligences. And I, and I sort of recognize that and value that personally in my life. And so, like, you can be a college graduate and be a mechanic. And to me, you're intelligent. I mean, if, if you stuck me in front of a car, I'd be like, uh, what? You know? Yeah. But I can sit here and talk to you about juvenile delinquency, um, and Jane Austen for which I it are two completely different things. Liberal arts degree, please ignore that. Um, <laughs> that you know I could do that, and that's considered intelligent, right? But th- there are things, very specific things that we're good at. That's why I like to say that Ichabod and Abby are both very intelligent. You know, Abby is very good at planning, and she is very <clears throat> good at tactics. Um, and and the the fighting aspect of the show in terms of playing smart, not just knowing how to fight, but playing smart when you do it. Like Nick Holly last episode, when he was shooting at the Pied Piper, not smart fighting, you know, like you recognize that you're scared, but you have to reset yourself. And we sort of saw her do that in one Oh nine when she was in the haunted house, getting her bearings and figuring out what's going on. That's something that she's very good at. Ichabod has this breadth of knowledge, not just about through his experience of witnessing, but through his education, you know? And so you look at him and you go, wow, this guy's really, really smart, except he doesn't understand why this pen is chained to the counter. (laughs) You know, like, you're just like, it's okay, man. I get it. This is such a, this is an abstract concept to you that it's adorable that you feel you know what i mean like you feel compelled that one time when he was talking about the the nanette oh the nanette (laughs) the nanette (laughs) and i was like shut up you're so cute he also (laughs) ran in this episode about um lemon yellow faces oh my god (laughs) i just always love that abby's like just crane not everything is like pulpit worthy like calm down a little bit like (laughs) like, i mean chill a little bit chill a little bit um yeah that was they they give him great one-liners and nicole is so good the reaction humor the reaction humor skills between tom and nicole are outstanding their jokes would not land as well if they weren't as good at, at good at this type of comedy as oh, they yeah. are. Totally. Um, major prop. That's yeah. I remember the, the yellow, the lemon yellow faces. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think that wraps up our episode five discussion. Before we go, we do have a little bit of news or announcement, however you want to put it. We are looking and this was Abby's idea, which I fully support and I'm really, really excited about. But we are looking for a guest host to join us on some future episodes, okay? So if you're interested, um, you can email us, preferably email, at welcome to sleepy hollow at gmail.com. Is there anything else you want to say about that, Abby? Uh, yeah, um, we are... Looking for people who might want to guest uh, on individual episodes. We're not looking just for one person, but multiple people. We won't have you all on at once. We would have like one guest host for our podcast. 
um, and we just link up with you guys and uh, we pick an episode that we think fits your interests well um, and you would come on and you would get to talk with us for an hour and we'd hear your really great opinions about the show. Um, we are looking for uh, people who, you know, if you review the show for a site, if you run a fan site and you are like supremely dedicated to this, we love your opinions. We'd love to match you up with an, with an episode and to hear your words. I love talking with Sarah. It's fantastic. Um, but we, I, from past experiences, I know that mixing it up a little bit makes it a little more fun for listeners. So um, we just want to bring somebody else on and, and see how you guys, you know, sort of feel about the show. So you get to be the stars. You get to be the star for once. Yay. <laughs> I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. I, it I, should I, be really fun. I love doing this every week. I love talking to you as well, and it—it's such a weird thing to to talk about. Like I have to, because I have to leave work slightly early because I have to get home and make dinner. And everyone's like, "Why are you leaving early?" And I'm just like, "I gotta go make a Skype call." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm always like, people are like, "Why are you rushing?" I'm like, "I have the podcast. It's on to be hello. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Don't judge me." This is what I love to do. I think that this is, I think podcasting, I think this is a great way. Um, it's sort of like a learning tool, at least for me, in terms of critical thinking skills. I practice this all the time, but it's just also a really fun way to interact with what you're watching, you know, um, and to interact with other people who are watching it. And I love TV and I love to learn and I love hearing other people's opinions. And this is like the easiest way and the most fun way I feel to do it. So yeah, it's, this is great podcasting, whether or not we say it's a guilty pleasure, whether or not we tell our coworkers (laughs) or our bosses, our friends about what we do. Podcasting is great. It's good. And I look forward to it every week. So again, if you're interested in that, get in contact at welcome to sleepy hollow at gmail.com and we will email you back the details and we hope to probably won't have anything sorted for next week but maybe in the coming weeks so maybe seven eight nine we might start bringing on some people yeah so looking forward to that all right so that wraps up this episode and i will see you next week to discuss episode what 206 i almost said 106 no 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 we're on we're on season two. Wake that was up. a really good episode. That's why. That's why. You okay. were just like, I remember the Sin Eater. That was great. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. All right. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Bye.